and welcome to this Level Playing Field podcast weeks of action special. My name is Liam Bird and I am the fan liaison officer at the Sporting Charity. And in this mini episode, you will find me in Birmingham attending not just one, but two Aston Villa games in the space of 24 hours as the club celebrates access and inclusion of disabled fans, not only in the men's game, but also in the women's. By doing this, Aston Villa made a tiny bit of history by becoming the first ever Women's Super League club to back the level playing field Weeks of Action campaign. Later in the week, I hope to be speaking to the newly England-capped Aston Villa goalkeeper Hannah Hampton about this small bit of history. But in this episode, we start at the women's game where I speak to a gentleman called Kevin, a wheelchair user who attended the Aston Villa women's versus Brighton women's game at a freezing cold Bestcott Stadium on Saturday morning. And then I jump in my car and head across the city to Villa Park, where I spoke to Villa superfan Connor, the chairperson for the Aston Villa Disabled Supporters Association, Joanna, and Aaron, a father of a young autistic supporter. But like I said, we start this episode with a little bit of history at the Bestcott Stadium. I'm Kevin Chapman. And I've been supporting Aston Villa women before previously Aston Villa ladies since 2010. Do you go home and away? Before I had my stroke, I used to go home and away. Um, I had a stroke in June last year and I'm undergoing rehab at the moment. Stroke, when you do have one, you find that the rehab does take some time. It's not something that sort of cures itself overnight. Um, you can be left with some kind of disability for some time. And can I ask how your match day experience has changed since, since your stroke? It does feel different. I mean, I think you, you become much more aware of disability and how difficult things are. Certainly being in a wheelchair, you sort of suddenly become a lot more reliant on things and things that you think would be easy, like going into the toilet or... Or just getting a drink, you think it's a lot more difficult. So we are not at Villa Park, we're at uh, Warsaw's ground. I don't know how long the women's team have played here. Were you aware of facilities before that? Because I'm, I'm guessing Villa women's have not always played at this stadium. Not really, and when you do sort of look at it, it's not sort of advertised, I think, very well, the facilities for disabled fans. You can get wheelchair space, you can book those, and it's very easy to book the tickets online and you can go with a companion but it's a bit sort of strange and, and, and weird how it's all sort of there so it would be helpful I think to be a bit more organised and publicised so that people know what to expect and where to ask for help and stuff because again not all disabled people want to be dependent a lot of us want to be independent and part of my rehab journey is to build up my independence so hopefully eventually I can manoeuvre myself around in a wheelchair I can't do that by myself at the moment so I'm dependent on other people to sort of get me about and you sneak in, I think, much more conscious of how you need help to do stuff. I'm talking to you because it's our Weeks of Action campaign and Aston Villa Women's are the first Women's Super League to actually take part in the campaign. How important do you think these kind of campaigns are just to raise disability and, and raise the awareness of disabled people actually going to watch live sport? I think they're vital. I think disability can happen to anybody. I mean, it's had the strokes happen to me. 
and it's left me with a residual disability. So promoting that, promoting the equality and, you know, if you are disabled, it's not the end of the world. It's important. Villa have done a lot of work. They've got a programme called Ability Counts, which is sort of getting disabled people involved in playing football and, and stuff like that. So it's, it's good work, really, by the club in doing that. And certainly, you know, it really, really vital encourage disabled people to come to games. So how important is football to you? I think it is important. I think um, it's it's good community. Um, it's a good social occasion. You get out, you meet people, you're going out with your friends and you've so on and it's just good for the good that experience that social experience because if you're disabled one of the things that you do find is that you might get stuck at home a lot of the time on your own and it's not the nicest of experiences so to actually get out and watch something is wonderful if there's a disabled supporter listening to this who wants to go watch football but might, for whatever reason, lack of tickets, priced out of tickets for the men's game, would you advocate that they come and support the women's team? Yeah, exactly. I think I support the women because it's good fun, it's good value. I've done it for years and it's enjoyable. I've been to men's games and sometimes it's not a particularly brilliant experience, but here you have a bit of fun. It's a good social time. So if you're disabled, why not go for it? Oh yeah, my name's Connor Sherry. I am 21 years old and I'm a big Aston Villa fan. And I have been an Aston Villa fan for all my life since five years old. Can you remember the first time you came to a game then? Oh, five years old is obviously a long time ago, but I mean, did you come with your mum, your dad or...? I think I was with my mum and my granddad and we sat basically where I'm sitting now in Middle Trinity. And I think if I remember, it was Man United game if I remember. I don't think we won or lost at the time, but... Um, I think for me, for experience to go and watch a very first game, like it was like interesting, and I felt like I, I quite like this. And and I think ever since after that, I just love football, and it's one of my biggest passions, football. Yeah, it's a love of my life. Do you remember like your mum or dad being worried about you attending football? When I was five, when I went here for my first game, uh, I think with my knees at the time because I have like autism. Because when I was younger, it was kind of like sense of noises. Yep. And that used to like sometimes get a bit too much for me at the time. But ever since after that, I've kind of got used to it and just trying my best to sit down patiently and just watch the game with my mum and my granddad. Uh, I've just le- recently been shown the sensory rooms that are over there. Yeah. Is that something that you wished you had when you were growing up? Uh, yeah, I think at the time they didn't really have anything like with sensory rooms or anything. So I think for a lot of people it was a bit of a struggle for a lot of people with autism. Mm. At least now in the modern days, they do a lot of this now in probably other Premier League clubs. I've been to Brighton last weekend. And I got invited to go to an inclusion room. Yeah. And I had like, basically I had like, a little sensory room. You can like chill out in there if you feel like the noise is too much. And it's it, and it was like really good to see. And and I think that a lot of other clubs they, they need that as well for people with autism because they will hopefully enjoy it more without a match day experience. Yeah. Instead of like being out here with loud noises. And do you think the non-disabled football goers understand hidden disabilities a lot more oh that's a tough question um because i've had a few people believe it or not come over to me and they think when they look at me they think you don't have a disability but i said actually i do 
it's just it's just very hidden because you can't see it physically. Like people who live with you, yeah, they can see it 100, but not other people who don't. More have to raise a lot more awareness, I think, for people with hidden disabilities. Because I wear um, a green yard, so with yards you can easily tell people then that you've got a hidden disability. So then that's when, yeah, they will understand straight away. But I think if you don't wear it, they might not think that you don't have a disability. So today we're talking because Aston Villa, they're having their uh, level playing field weeks of action game. We're going to see the players wearing the T-shirt soon enough. And I, I think the club will be promoting it on the LED screens and the big screen. How important do you think it is that football uses their opportunity to educate fans regarding disability? Like, obviously, years ago, it wasn't really raising a lot of awareness for, for people with disabilities, but as now, as time has gone on with all these years, they're seeing it more and to raise a lot more awareness for, for disabilities, and it's, and it's good for the Premier League players to wear the shirts when they're warming up and just to give more awareness to, like, level playing field. Yeah, and for me, I find that very, like, happy about that because, like, today I found out in the match day programme I saw myself in the programme because I play for um, Aston Villa Disability Team. When I saw it, I was really happy and it's, like, good in the way that they, like, show more awareness now for, like, for disability football as well, for fans with disabilities. I'm Joanne McKibben, I'm chairperson of the Aston Villa Disabled Supporters Association and I've supported Villa from birth basically. <laughs> but I've been coming since I was about seven years old. So Joanna, we are in uh, Villa Park, the, the players are warming up in the level playing field t-shirts. For you yourself, how, how have you seen accessibility change at the stadium for all the years you've been attending? In the last, say, two years, the accessibility has got a lot better, especially in the, this season, what with the away chair platform and the changing place. I mean, we were a bit on the back front before because we, were, we had away fans with home fans, which a lot of people didn't like. So it's nice to know that we've actually got the wheelchair fans with their, their own fans. During the pandemic, how how did your members find being away from, from the football? Terrible. Some had really bad um, depression, mental breakdowns. Because um, coming to a match, it's like you come to see your friends. It's not just like coming to watch football. It's coming to see your friends. It's getting out the house. Do you think campaigns like this can help educate non-disabled supporters about disability? Yeah, definitely, definitely, especially with level playing field. And what more can be done to kind of educate non-disabled fans about disability, do you think? I think making um, disability more visible, not just on weeks of action. There's a dancing lion. Dancing Bella. Is that, is that who was dancing Bella? Bella. Bella. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was getting poked no, by yeah. a tail. What do you hope the legacy of campaigns like the Weeks of Action can have throughout the year? How does it make people think? If we didn't have players on the pitch with T-shirts on, then it's not making people aware and... Well, I've got mine on as well. And it's just... And that, that the DSA is there, that the disability, the disability office is there. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron Jones, I've been following Villa for 20 plus years 
but for the last five years with my son Owen, we've been attending nearly every game. And how was it bringing your son to his first game? He does have extra needs. Uh, he's autistic, so there were some barriers that we were concerned about. But we spoke to Anthony, uh, the disabled officer at Villa Park, uh, and he sort of helped us get pitch side seats. Uh, and it's something that Owen's managed with at pitch side. Uh, we had one incident at an away ground where we weren't pitch side and Owen had difficulties there. Uh, but Anthony was on hand because he attends every game and he quickly rectified this and got us to a more suitable seat. You've been saying you've been going to Villa for quite a while. What was it like bringing your son and being able to experience that together as a family? It was strange because my son showed no interest I wanted to support my wife more because it was like Saturdays I was leaving her at home while I come to the football uh, and for one season I actually gave him a season ticket up and two games into the season Owen showed an interest in football for the first time and from that moment that season we dotted around different seats around the stadium and then we've picked our seats now uh, season ticket holders in the front of the whole tent it mean, means more it's a different occasion now whereas when I come before with friends, it was more about having a few beers and and enjoying that side. But now I have more enjoyment out of seeing Owen's development and understanding of the game and his questioning of the game uh, certainly brings more joy to me now than, than he did perhaps before. As we're coming out, the, the goalkeepers are wearing a level playing field T-shirts. Do you think these kind of activities can educate non-disabled supporters about disability? Good. That's a good question. Uh, I think they can only help. I think part of the issue is why does society don't acknowledge hidden disabilities as much as they should? Uh, these campaigns will help, but I think it needs to, it's a wider problem than, than just football or just a campaign. But it can only help bring it to the forefront of people's attention. And if a campaign like this just helps 1% of the fan base, that's 1% we didn't have beforehand. So during the pandemic, fans couldn't attend football. How did your son take not being able to come? Oh, uh, very difficult. I can't really go into it too much. Uh, but his mental health suffered so much that he was uh, hospitalised due to his mental health and that's pretty much all, all I can go with at the moment, but uh, it wasn't a good time. Do you think people then don't really recognise how important football is? Definitely, and I, I think it's how fo uh, football's portrayed in the media that it's only ever sort of mentioned about people drinking, loud, misbehaving, uh, and people don't see the hard work that clubs do behind the scenes and, and campaigns like the weeks of action uh, things are, get, are getting better as I said all disabled fans need to be recognised uh, and I think the hidden disability side is just a little bit behind at the moment and, and the last question if there's anyone listening to this who might have a, a child with autism or, or some other form of disability what advice would you give them if they wanted to bring them to football do it uh, Obviously, any parent of an autistic child knows that routine, structure and things are very important. But these clubs now, they've all got disability officers. Speak to them, make contact. You can still plan your day and have your structure and enjoy the game. 
Uh, we've got the sensory room here at Villa Park as well. Uh, I know it's not always easy to get in, but my son hasn't used the sensory room uh, and has got real sensory issues. But because we've got him into a routine that we get to to the game early, half past one for a three o'clock kickoff. If you're in the ground early, in position, and keep out the crowds after the game, you can allow people to leave. But but do it. Don't let them miss out on opportunities that everyone else has. Thanks so much. No problem. Thank you. Thank you so much to everyone who spoke to me as well as the people who didn't speak to me on mic. Thank you to Joanna and the Villa Disabled Support Association as well as Luke, Anthony and Lucy or at Aston Villa. Thank you for your hospitality and allowing me to run around with a mic in my hand. More information on how you can attend either a women's or men's game can be found in the episode description of this podcast alongside information on the Disabled Supporters Association. I'll be back in a few days' time with another episode. If you would like to know more about the work that we are doing at Level Playing Field or more about the Weeks of Action campaign, then please visit levelplayingfield.org.uk or you can follow what we're doing across social media at LPF tweets. Until next time, enjoy your match day. Bye-bye.